guys, it's Victoria here and welcome to the Motorsport Stories podcast. This is episode 5, the 1993 European Formula 1 Grand Prix at Donington Park. If you're into races with a lot of pit stops, legendary drives and last but not least Sonic the Hedgehog, this episode covering the 1993 European Formula 1 Grand Prix at Donington will be right up your street. So if you're not yet familiar with this Grand Prix, I will just give you a quick overview. First of all, this is the first and only uh, Formula 1 Grand Prix to ever take place on this track. So if you're not yet familiar with this race, I'll just give you a quick overview. First of all, this is the first and only Formula 1 Grand Prix to ever take place. It's this teeny tiny track at Donington. Secondly, um, Ayrton Senna raced to victory in this chaotic race and it's known to be his most legendary drive. Last but not least, Senna was handed this Sonic the Hedgehog trophy since Grand Prix was sponsored by Sega. And we will look into this a little bit further as it is a very interesting story. First of all, we'll just have a quick look at the history of the racetrack here at Donington. This racetrack is located near Derby in England and it's tiny, it's only 2.5 miles long. For comparison, Monaco is a little bit shorter, it's 2 miles long. This was the one and only Formula 1 race to take place on the Donington track. However, fun fact, it is actually the oldest motorsport circuit in the UK that's still in operation, at least if we trust the information on their website. So the track used to be part of the Donington Hall estate, and if you see pictures from the track, you'll see, still see the picturesque manor in the background. The track was first used for motorsport in 1931, and it was in use up until the outbreak of World War II, during which the place was actually repurposed as a military vehicle depot. In 1971, the track was purchased by businessman Tom Wheatcroft for around £100,000, and he spent the next years renovating and extending the track. But by the time of the Grand Prix in 1993, the track was still known to be really narrow and uh, hard to overtake on. Wheatcraft had been dreaming about bringing the track back to its past glory for many years as he used to live near the track as a kid where he would bike the 30 miles there and back to go see the races. Now we will just talk a little bit about how the race actually ended up on this track in 1993. The track had early on made a bit on becoming the venue for the British Grand Prix that year, but lost out to the, the traditional Silverstone track. However, after the race that had been planned to host the Asian Grand Prix on the Autopolis track in Japan didn't happen, as the deal to host the Grand Prix fell through, it was decided to make a new European Grand Prix that would take place on the Donington track. Another topic we will just look at before we dive into the actual race is to have a quick look at the Formula One season 1993. First of all, the man who was going to win the Formula 1 championship later this year, spoiler alert, was Alan Post. And by then he had already won multiple world championships and he had returned to Formula 1 after one year of absence and drove for the legendary Williams team, a team we'll probably cover in a later episode as well. His teammate this season was a very young Damon Hill, who would of course end up winning the Formula 1 world championship a few years later. But today he's also well known for his role as a commentator on Sky Sports F1. Even though the Dunnington Grand Prix had only been the third race of this season, you had already been able to see that Williams was going to be the dominating team this year. Prost had won the season opener at the Kialami track in South Africa, and he was also looking to win the second Grand Prix at the, same, at the track in Sao Paulo in Brazil until he hit the car of Christian Fittipaldi which in turn made Senna win this race. 
Of course, this takes us to Ayrton Senna, who was driving for McLaren in this 1993 season, and the car was not as good as the aforementioned Williams. At the time, Michael Schumacher was racing for Benetton, and in this episode, we will also feature some star performances by the like of Rubens Barrichello and Johnny Herbert, who is also a current uh, Sky Sports F1 commentator. And what did the weekend look like ahead of the race? Ahead of the race, uh, Senna had only qualified fifth for the starting grid, whereas pole position was held by Alan Post. And ahead of the race, Senna had said that it was going to be very difficult for him to overtake anybody, but it's really unlikely that he said this because he didn't feel confident before the race. Now let's finally get into the details of this spectacular race. Just to set the scene for the excitement, the rain was already pouring down at the very beginning of the race. At the start of the race, Senna had a slight altercation with Michael Schumacher, but already within the first few corners, he managed to climb up through the field by first passing Schumacher, then Karl Wendlinger, such that Senna was suddenly up into third place behind Williams Alan Prost and his teammate Damon Hill, both of which he also managed to overtake during the first lap of the race. Incredible! And by the end of lap two, he'd already created a gap down to the rest of the field of a whopping four seconds, which is massive in the world of Formula One. But this would be far from the end of the drama during this race. The weather conditions were changing so much, rain dry, rain dry, that a total of 63 pit stops took place during this race in order for people to change their tires. As the track was starting to dry, the first of the top three to make a pit stop was Damon Hill, quickly followed by Ayrton Senna. This meant that Alain Post regained the lead for a short while before making a pit stop to switch back to slick tyres on lap 20. This meant that Senna was now back in the lead, though it was not completely drama free as he was almost hit by the car of Christian Fittipaldi. As it started to rain again, Prost was quick to go back into the pits and change his tyres yet again. His teammate Hill also followed suit shortly after. Senna, on the other hand, decided to stay out for quite a while longer before pitting, and he even managed to extend his lead in these difficult conditions. Basically, during the entire race, the conditions kept changing between pouring rain and then for the track to suddenly dry up again shortly after. In order to keep control of the cars, it was crucial to change to the wet tires when it was raining and the track was wet. And on the other hand, whenever the track would dry up, it was important to change the slick tires in order to not slow down massively while still driving around with the wet tires. So once more, Prost went into the pits to change the slick tires for dry weather, and so did Senna. However, during this pit stop, there was an issue with Senna's right rear. Extending his pit stop so much, Prost regained the race lead after this pit stop round, with Senna now in second place. Shortly after this round of pit stops, yet another rain shower came along. Prost was quick to go into the pits and change to a set of wet tires. However, this proved to be a very unlucky decision for Prost, also known as the Professor, as the track quickly dried up again. Senna, on the other hand, managed to stay on the slick tires during the short rain shower and thereby regained the lead and was now even a full lap ahead of Prost. Before the end of the race, another rain shower came along, making people stop yet another time to change the wet tires. So had also been the intention of Ayrton Senna, but as he came into the pit lane, his pit crew were not ready for him, so he just had to drive through the pit lane and rejoin the track. What was even more funny about this incident is that due to the way the track at Donington is built and the shortness of the pit lane, during this lap, Senna was actually able to set the fastest lap of the whole race and even the track record. 
With Senna being a lap ahead of everyone at this point, he did eventually go back into the pits to finally get wet tires on his car. In doing so, Damon Hill, who was to end up as number two in the race, actually managed to bring himself onto the same lap as Senna, even though he's still miles away. Senna was helped to victory by his excellent judgment of the weather conditions as well as his remarkable driving skills in the wet. This meant that Senna only had 4 pit stops, whereas Prost had a total of 7 pit stops and Damon Hill, number 2 in the race, had a total of 6 pit stops. Additionally, Senna was not the only Brazilian to impress massively during this race. For Rubens Barrichello, who would later go on to become a Ferrari driver and a teammate of Michael Schumacher back when he and the Ferrari team dominated the sport back in the early 2000s, was only having his first Formula 1 season here in 1993. For a long time during the race, it actually looked like he was going to end up getting his very first podium position. But due to a fuel problem in his Jordan, he retired from the race just six laps before the end of the race. As previously mentioned, another person who did really well during this race was current Sky F1 commentator Johnny Herbert. Herbert managed to get through the entire race with just one pit stop, and so he was basically driving the entire race on slicks also when it was raining, and so he finished fourth in the race. During the press conference after the race, Senna was lauded for his great race and ability to drive in the rain. However, he just commented that it had been easy thanks to the traction control that was allowed in Formula 1 at the time. Additionally, he challenged Alain Prost driving the superior Williams to switch cars with him after Prost had complained about his car in the post-race press conference. In all fairness, Prost had had a fairly big issue with his car that made it stall during one of his seven pit stops. And he had also had to make an extra pit stop due to a puncture shortly after. I already mentioned in the beginning of the episode that this race was not only special because of the exciting race itself and Senna's performance. So what is up with the previously mentioned Sonic Trophy? So this Grand Prix at Donington was actually sponsored by Sega, the makers of Sonic the Hedgehog. Not only was Sega the sponsors of the race, they had also sponsored the Williams team, whose two drivers, Alan Prost and Damon Hill, had been the big favorites to win the race, posing for an excellent marketing opportunity for Sega. Having a driver with their logo on the race suit holding a trophy looking like Sonic the Hedgehog by the end of the race. Of course, things did not go to plan as McLaren driver Ayrton Senna ended up winning the race. Still, a very iconic picture was taken of him holding the trophy above his head during the victory ceremony. However, the Sonic trophy was not the real trophy for the race winner that Senna was handed shortly after the famous picture was taken. After this, for many years it was speculated what had happened to the Sonic trophy. Some articles came up with the theory that it certainly must have been chucked in a bin somewhere since the McLaren team would not want to keep and display a trophy made by a company sponsoring their main rival. In 2018, on the anniversary date of the 93 Dunnington Grand Prix, a Twitter post was made by Grand Prix Diary, featuring the iconic photo of Senna with the trophy. And sensationally, the McLaren F1 team replied to this post, showing a picture of the trophy still sitting in the back of a storage room. So not only does the trophy still exist, McLaren could also reveal that Sonic's arm can move, so it either looks like he's crying or he's proudly standing with a hand on his hip. And then, what happened after the race? As for the 1993 season, Alain Post and his superior Williams did end up winning the championship in the 1993 season. 
which would also be his last season as a driver. Ayrton Senna came in as number two in the championship. For the 1994 season, Senna would actually end up driving for Prost's old team, Williams. This 1994 season would of course be Senna's last in Formula 1. As sadly, he was killed in the 1994 race at Imola, just over a year after his impressive victory at Donington. And what happened to the tiny little track in the British countryside that produced one of the most talked about Grand Prix in Formula 1 history? Eventually, the track got some new owners and a bid was made to host the British Formula 1 Grand Prix from 2010 onwards. However, these plans never materialized. Then in 2010, the track was actually bought by the son of Tom Wheatcroft, the guy who owned the track during the 1993 race. Kevin Wheatcroft, who, like his dad, got on with restoring the track and he actually owned the track for a good few years. In 2017, the track was then acquired by Motorsport Vision Group that also own a number of other tracks around the UK. Even though it doesn't look like there will be any Formula 1 races coming to Donington Park anytime soon, there's still plenty of other activities going on here. The track is still hosting historic races, superbike races, track days, but you can also visit a museum or book a space for an event if, say, you maybe wanted to have your wedding at a racetrack. So that makes it for this episode, which was of course also our second episode given an overview of a specific Formula 1 race, a type of episode we hope to have many more of in the future. If you ever have any questions, some feedback, or would like to suggest a topic for the show, please feel free to leave a comment on the Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page, or send me an email. Contact information can be found in the show notes alongside any sources that might have been used for this episode. And please remember, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. And of course, spread the word, tell your friends about the show. Until next time, have a speedy day.